What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Geekish Cast, episode 95, Suicide Squad and Cat Roberts of Star Trek continues. Welcome back to Geek's Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I am joined today by Paul Vieira. How are you doing there, Paul? Very well, Jeremy. How are you? I am doing well. <laughs> you, heard, you heard me complain earlier. So. Yeah. yeah. It, it's my birthday. A lot of things went wrong. Um, I did get to go see uh, Suicide Squad this morning. Is that part of everything going wrong, or is that the no, highlight of your day? It, it, is, it is neither, really. Yeah. I, I had... Um, I just had a flame mignon and lobster at a steakhouse. That's kind of a highlight. That's, I mean, that's a perfect meal. Yeah, it's, that's really, really pretty good. Um, so let me. I'm just going to ask you, thumbs up or thumbs down on Suicide Squad? What'd you think? I would say more thumbs up than thumbs down. But is it kind of, kind of vacillating? Yeah, I was, I was, I was a little disappointed. It wasn't the movie I was expecting to see because I had. I mean, this was one of my. Um, most excited for films of the year. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't dislike it by any means. I didn't come out of it going like, what the hell did I just watch? But I was just like, man, like, okay. You know, can, can I say two things about it real quick that will sum up everything I disliked about it? And we can oh, try to absolutely zero in. So could we have more music on the soundtrack? Like maybe another 35 or 40 songs. And can I see two more parts of the origin for Deadshot and uh, Harley? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> fuck me. Every time I turned around, they're like, oh, here's another little part of their past. Yeah. The, I don't know what it is with Warner Brothers. And well, Zack Snyder did produce it. So flashbacks and, you know, dream sequences. Yeah. And I, he's got a thing for that. Clearly, at this point, I'm, I'm convinced. Right. Well, and here's what I'm wondering. After Batman versus Superman like rolled off the slope so quick, I know they went back for reshoots. Did they I'm thinking they might have gone back for rewrites and executives might have done it and gone, Well, we really need to make it about these two characters. Oh, yeah. I mean, um they didn't really flesh out the rest of the characters too much. Mm-hmm. So when the first started, I think it started off really well. Like the opening yep. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And they had the flashbacks, but I was like, this is perfect. This is the perfect time to do flashbacks. So the origin story is when, you know, Amanda Waller's explaining who these people are. That's perfect. That is the perfect way to do a quick origin story and then move on to the fun, which I was expecting. <laughs> and then they just kept, I was like, no, you don't need any more. You don't need any more. The first 10 minutes of the movie, you had it covered. Yeah. 
Well, they did a pre-credit or a uh, yeah a pre-credit and title origin sequence. Then they did an origin sequence as part of the movie. Yeah. Um, first off, um, there are so few Native American actors that get roles now. The fact that they just walk Adam Beach in and then killed him immediately afterwards kind of irked me a little bit. I knew one of them was going to happen. I mean, one of them was going to have to die. Right. And... Are you, okay, so here here comes the only criticism I have levied against uh, Batfleck so far, too. Oh, what's that? I don't see Batman taking a guy down in front of his kid. Well, I mean, he did say, like, I don't want to do this in front of her. Yeah, so why'd he jump him in front of her if they had if they had eyes on him all the time and they were tipping back? Yeah, I don't know. He picked a, a weird time. I mean, it, that's just for the movie, but I agree. I don't think he would have done it. He would have waited until he, like... He dropped her off or something. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I think they did that to show that Batman wasn't killing people anymore. Well, I think they did that to show like it was more of it was more for Deadshot's you know character development. Like he's not gonna shoot Batman. He's gonna go to prison so he doesn't look like a bad guy in front of his daughter. Right. Right. So she had to have been there. Otherwise, well, if she okay, wasn't there. Okay. He would have shot. They would have fought. Then he would have tried to get away. Okay. okay. That's how I maybe, took. That's how I took it. Maybe that makes sense. That may, maybe that does it. Because so even though I don't necessarily agree, but it made sense for the story at the time. I thought. Yeah. All right. So we also get to see Flash uh, for the first. That time. That was a nice surprise. Yeah, it was. In that nice costume. <laughs> um, I I hope it grows on me. I'm hoping it does too. But yeah, I'm still not sold. I'm hoping all of the Flash grows on me because right now I'm not sold. Yeah, I'm hoping that works. So, who was your favorite squad member? Um, I know who mine is, 100, percent without a doubt. Well, who was yours? I don't know that I have one. That's mine was Captain Boomerang. Okay. Yeah, he was fun. Yeah, his pink unicorns and his beer swollen. Yep. He was he was the only one that lived up to my expectations. Movie just yeah, he did everything. Like he wasn't, he didn't quick. So my, I asked my son, so, cause I watch these movies with, um, I guess nerd goggles or fan glasses yeah, yeah, yeah. and I excuse things away. So I always call him and cause it, I, we didn't watch it together. This one for a sanity check. I'm like, Hey, did you watch it? He's like, yeah, I saw this weekend. I was like, did you like it? And he's like, well, I'm like, what didn't you like about it? So there's a couple things, uh, and he just, he just, I mean, it's, he doesn't have any misconceptions. He just tells it like it is. He's a kid, you know. Right. Um, he, he said it wasn't as fun as he thought it was going to be. He he's like, he, they only focused on Deadshot and Harley and didn't flesh out the rest of the characters. This is a 14-year-old kid, by the way. Right, right. And he did not like the Joker. I didn't have a problem with the Joker, but he did not like the Joker. He's like, that is not the Joker. I don't know who that guy is, but he's just a gangster. I didn't like him. I I actually want to come back to that. Yeah, we will. Um, yeah, and um, he's just like he's like, oh, how did they become like best friends so quick? Like they went from just meeting each other to now they're gonna they're like, you know, like brothers in arms, like immediately. So he thought that was weird too. Yeah, like to, he's like Deadshot. Totally would have shot Harley Quinn when the opportunity rose. Like 
for you know, there's no reason he wouldn't have when she was dangling from the helicopter. Yeah, I didn't understand why they had that scene in there because I couldn't think of a good reason for him not to. Yeah. And the only person uh, that I thought was like acting as they should was Cab Boomerang. Like when Rick Flagg smashes the phone and he's like, are you guys free to go? And he just grabs mm-hmm. his stuff and bounces, which I laughed hysterically. That was one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. I'm like, yeah, oh. that's what they should. That's what they all should have been doing. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, and I already saw a list of things that were cut out mm. that they're, we're never going to see the extended. Yeah, cameras. there's uh, this one had, I think, a lot of editing and cuts and reshoot issues. Yes. And my my suspicion is it came after Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. And they the the guys at Warner's decided that they knew better than David Ayers did. Yeah. Um, so. Let's go ahead. Let's talk the Joker because I know that's been a bone of contention for everybody. Yeah. Um, speaking of little bits of information that came out that weren't in the film, David Ayers explained the Joker's grill. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh... Okay, I'll, I'll find a link and I'll put it with this. Okay. Um, when the Joker killed Robin, mm-hmm. Batman beat him so viciously it knocked all the teeth out of his mouth. That's awesome. Yeah, and the damaged on the forehead mm-hmm. is a tattoo that came after that to show Batman how he damaged his beautiful face. Oh. See, there's a little more meaning yeah. in there than... Still don't like you know. the damaged tattoo, but at least it makes no, sense now. <laughs> but now it makes sense. All those other uh, tattoos I was fine with, but I did not like the damaged ones. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. So now that I got it in my head that the Joker is more Rick Ross than Al Capone, <laughs> yeah. now he makes sense to me. Yeah. I, I didn't, like, dislike, you know, I, w- I didn't walk away with it and be like, man, that Joker was just terrible. I mean, I just, this is the movie version of Joker, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish he didn't, like, like pine after Harley so much. I kind of like it when Harley is the one that's kind of, like, chasing after him, and he's not quite reciprocating the affection that she wants. I right. kind of like that relationship a little bit better. Maybe it's just because that's what I'm used to. Well, so apparently there were some scenes that set them up with Stockholm Syndrome a little bit better, oh, too. Oh, she completely has Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a fucked up relationship. <laughs> yes. Well, that's that's the whole point of it is that it's a fucked up relationship. He's abusive. Yeah. He's abusive and mean, and she has Stockholm but Syndrome. But we didn't really see any of that. I mean, the yeah. Stockholm Syndrome is fairly obvious, but he, he seems like he – I mean, he's looking at what he's trying to do just to get her back. He's going above and beyond what yep. I would think. Joker, the real Joker – I'm sorry, the real, but you know, Joker, I think, would have just thrown her to the wolves. <laughs> Depends. Now, if he wants her back, though, he wants her back. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The, here's the thing. The Joker's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what his motivation is. Yeah, at any that, that's true. We don't know why. He's yeah. Trying. Yeah. And, you know, maybe her being in prison, you know, God knows what he's afraid or what he thinks she will get into or will happen yeah. to her. And maybe he's afraid somebody other than him will be the one abusing her. Yeah, but, you know, I thought Jared Leto did a really good job. So there's a scene where Harley has an imaginary alternate universe uh, look of at her and the Joker, right? Well, yeah, the, the dream sequences. <laughs> the dream sequence. And... I now understand why they cast Jared Leto. So they could do a dream sequence with a, with a pretty boy and then turn him around and have such a fucking lunatic for the Joker. Um, it kind of, that scene right there, I went, oh, now now I kind of get it. 
Now I understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought he did a good job. I thought uh, yeah. the cast I didn't have a problem with at all. I thought the cast was all really good. Um, you know, Harley, you know, Margaret Robbie, I think she did a real good. There was a couple times where, like, she would play really crazy, and all of a sudden she was, like, completely normal. And, like, totally lucid. And totally yeah. lucid. Uh, which, I mean, I guess that's just maybe her character. You know, she may go in and out of it. But, um, no, I thought the cast was really good. The characters were good. It's just, um, it wasn't the trailer. Like, the trailer totally sold me on this movie. Like, it would just seem like a really fun. Um, I liked the the use of the music in the trailer. I thought maybe some of the action sequences would have been more fun if it was cut and used the soundtrack as opposed to a score. Because once they started doing the score, it felt like they were trying to make it really serious and taking itself too seriously. And this is the type of movie that they maybe shouldn't have taken too seriously. You know, make it fun. That's what we're all. Yeah. That's what we wanted to see. And yeah, I think they tried to have fun with it. I just don't know that they know how to do that yet. No, yeah, it's like, um, like my son says, he's like, I couldn't, I feel like they couldn't make up their mind is if they were going to be like a serious movie, like the dark and gritty, like Batman and, you know, V Superman, or like a fun movie, like, you know, we're going to, we'll, I'll just compare it to Guardians of the Galaxy because, you know, a lot of people have made the comparison between two, like this weird, you know, team up movie that's supposed to be just a fun movie. Uh, right. So Guardians of the Galaxy went full-blown fun. And I yep. felt like this one kind of didn't make up its mind, you know. So I think that hurt a little bit. But that being said, okay, the, the the critics, I don't know. I mean, they, they shit the bed on this one, in my opinion. Like, it is not a, a 40 or a 20, wherever it was. Yeah, I I didn't even look. I can't even look. Yeah, it was. I mean, they crapped all over this movie. I don't think it deserves that much criticism at all. Uh, right. I I recommend it to people. I'm like, yeah, it was cool. It's a cool, you know, action flick. It was fun. There was I had some laughs. Some of the jokes fell flat, but I think it's just because I saw them so many times in the trailers because they really played a lot of had a lot of trailers for it. Yeah. But it definitely is not as bad as what the critics are saying. And I'll watch the second one when they make it for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, and also, this came along. I don't know if I expected it to expand the DC DCEU, as they call it, yeah. as much as it did. Mm-hmm. I kind of expected it to be in a side piece, and it's not. It is very central to the forming of the Justice League oh, in actuality. That mid credit scene was one, yeah. was one of my favorite parts in the whole movie. I was yeah. like, holy crap. This was freaking – This, I mean, it – it totally sets up the Justice League. Yeah. 100%. Um, it it adds some depth and realism to the world that they've created. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you have a third city that has had a superhuman apocalypse visited upon it, though. Um, I don't know how that's going to play out overall. Uh, that Amanda Waller is one bad bitch, oh, I will say. Viola that. Davis, great job. Yeah. Casting. I mean, she was awesome. I mean, flawless. Yep. I, I have like literally nothing negative to say about her character. Yeah. I cannot say anything bad about her one way or the other. Um, Deadshot. The only thing negative I have to say about him was that it's Will Smith, and when you're looking at him, you're going, "Oh, the Fresh Prince is in Gotham now." Yeah, yeah, that is hard. But uh, yeah. I still, I thought he did a good job. I know, you know. I think they did a good job casting him. I have no problem with yep. Will Smith playing Deadshot's character nope. at all. Uh, he he was funny in the movie. 
Um, some of his jokes fell flat, but not many. I thought he did a good job. I was t- yeah. totally happy with his with his portrayal of Deadshot. No, it just for some reason Will Smith pulls me out of the character more than Ben Affleck does. I don't know why, but it did. But no, overall he was he was I mean he was a bright shining spot in this show. Oh yeah. So yeah. And he was definitely one of the central characters, which I mean, yep. which is in the comics too, you know. Yeah. Oh, I know. You no, know, I love the the shout out to the John Ostrander building. Did you see that? Yeah. I was like, uh, I I didn't catch that, but I saw it in a list of each. So yeah. Right. So right when I I was, I was I saw it. It's huge. I mean, they're going into that office building, and it's bam right there, John. I'm like, nice, nice. Yeah. You know, a little homage to the guy who created the whole thing. Yep. There were a couple of little things that I saw, and then I by the time I walked out, I had forgotten them already. <laughs> you know, um, here so. Here's here's one thing that I also thought throughout the whole movie was wh- those are two very pretty girls who need a bath. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I'm looking at them, I'm just like, you, we want to do like the mom spit on your thumb and like wipe the yeah, lipstick off the Especially face. Enchantress, right? Yeah, it's you you go wash your hands. I, I wish they didn't change her look. You know, they like halfway when she became, you know, when she finally found her brother, right. she, I thought she looked way better. Her, her character design at the beginning was was. Way I did better. too. It was more menacing. Yeah, the other one was like, what is, what is Yeah, that one. You you remember the the Masters of the Universe He Man movie they made? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, when Skeletor got all his god powers. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what that scene reminded me of. <laughs> okay, so now let me ask you this: Did you think for a moment, because I did, that they were going to turn out to be from Apocalypse? The brother and sister. Uh, no, but that told that makes a lot of sense. I I was thinking, oh, so here's another little bridge that they could. Oh no, nope, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wasn't thinking of that at all. I was just like, man, I really don't like the villain in this movie. Yeah, I, I just thought it was just such a throw. I mean, I I, I literally could not hear this. Um, here's the thing: that movie was not about the plot. That movie was about the characters. Yeah. And and the villain just drove it forward. Yeah, and um, you know, and something, and, and to me, a villain can make or break the movie. I was just indifferent yep. about the. I didn't hate the villain. I was just kind of indifferent yep. about it. And and to me, I was. It's like Deadpool. Like everybody likes the Deadpool movie. That I most people have seen it. And I was like, yeah. that plot was terrible. It was the. I mean, it was terrible. But no, no one cared because the movie was fun, and they could have done it with exactly. this movie. They could have made yeah. it super fun, and no one would like. Who cares about the plot? I enjoyed myself for the you know two hours I was in there, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, um, I can say during the beginning it felt long, and then it, it got better as it went. Yeah, but because they're setting it up, but I, I liked the beginning. I thought the big first half was a little bit better because then it was just. Oh no, I mean, I mean the very very beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. When it was origin story, origin story, origin <laughs> yeah, story. But I was expecting that. Well. Yeah, so was I, but I expected one origin story. I didn't expect to keep getting all of them. <laughs> all of them. You know. Yeah, but um, I did. I did like the little glimpses of how Joker turned Harley. Yeah. Um, I did like when they pulled up Harley's little action figure cor- uh, card backing that they were like uh, accessory to murder of Robin. Yeah. Or accomplice to murder of Robin. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, all the little word, you know, the, the type that the, they put up while, during the origins. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it, but it was so fast I couldn't read it. Yeah. I was like, if you're going to put that out there, which is cool. I like the the visual style of it. I thought it was really good, but just 
give me a couple more seconds because I need to go back and read it because I had no idea what most of that stuff said. It was just so quick. Yeah, it, it did go by very fast. I am so glad I didn't see this movie in 3D. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't have caught a fucking thing <laughs> happening. Yeah, no, this movie's not meant for, to go see in 3D. I don't think, well, I haven't seen it in 3D, but I don't think I would have enjoyed it very much. Yeah. It's too dark and, it, yeah. It would have been, yeah, it was too dark. There was too much moving around, and it would, I would have crossed my eyes, and then that would have been that. Um, so what do you think, though? Like, if you give it, uh, you know, from on a scale of one to five dead Robins, what do you think? I'm going to give it, I don't want to say two and a half, but I'll give it, I'll give it three dead Robins. Round up to three dead I'll Robins? Round it up. A, yeah. a week. Three, one of those dead Robins is completely mangled. <laughs> yeah. You can't put him in the Lazarus. No, 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 he's done for. I'll give it a more solid three dead Robins. Um, only because I really think there was a, I think a, um, a corporate executive had their thumb on the scale this whole movie. Oh, yeah. I, I'm starting to think that just Warner Brothers just needs to go away and let them you know I think I think maybe they should quit interfering and let let somebody make a movie without corporate interference yeah. and let's see what comes out of that yeah it'd be great if they let Jeff Johns be like hey so we're gonna make a separate thing called DC Entertainment and you're gonna run it yeah <laughs> uh, well so apparently Jeff Johns is gonna be writing the Batman movie well that's awesome and I've got my fingers crossed that it's under the red hood or inspired by Under the Red Hood, because they sure are putting those pieces in play. I, I would 100% agree, and it would make the most sense, because the only talk of Robin that we've had is a dead one. Yes. We we don't know which one Robin it is. I mean, we know, nope. but the, you know, some of the audience... Actually, I'm going to say the audience doesn't know, because I think a lot of people out there are just... Uh, cinematic fans. That's all they know is from the movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, they just know Robin's dead. They don't know which one it is. Uh, I think it's, you know, Jason Todd. We don't know what the hell's going on with Dick. <laughs> he, yeah. he may come well, later. Who knows? Honestly, what you could do, and I mean, this, a lot of people get pissed, but the one way you could really clean it up is that Dick Grayson was Robin. Mm -hmm. Dick Grayson was killed. Mm -hmm. Dick Grayson comes back as the Red Hood. Dick Grayson gets reformed, he becomes Nightwing. We could do it that way. I don't like that, yeah. though. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't, but here's the thing. You don't have 50 years of Batman to yeah. fit everybody in. Yeah. Or, that's how you just bring Dick Grayson back. Maybe Dick retired and quit the whole thing when uh, Jason Todd got killed. And then, yeah, and then he comes back and Batman makes a phone call. I need you to come back. Could very well be. And then be. you have two Robins show up. You introduce both of them at the same time. But I, I, I totally agree that if Jeff Johns did a, a Under the Red Hood story, I think there, it would be easy to just kick it off because they have all this stuff set up already. And um, I would watch the shit out of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the game pieces are already on the board. Mm -hmm. And it would you be know, a good story. Joker, yeah, Joker and Harley are in the wind. Um, we know about the dead Robin. It, well, yeah, and this universe isn't as grounded as the uh, the Christopher Nolan, so you can have a actual Lazarus Pit. Mm -hmm. 
So the one thing I came away from kind of kind of irritated by, you remember on Arrow when they had the Suicide Squad? And they made them kill, oh, season two and three, I believe. Oh, and then they made them kill everybody because they were getting ready to do a Suicide Squad movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. No. They should not have done that. All right, so, yeah, we're both going to give uh, a squishy three dead Robins out of five on this one. Yep. Um, one quick thing, and, Paul, what I'm going to do is we're going to do this, and then I'm going to play an interview with uh, uh, Dr. Cat Roberts, uh, who plays Lieutenant Palmer on Star Trek Continue. So I want to do a little Star Trek news before we uh, switch that oh, track fantastic. over. fantastic. There's uh, lots of good news swirling in that direction. So. Yes. Well, there's enough. There's enough. <laughs> So we know back at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, they announced the new series, Star Trek mm-hmm. Discovery. Um, so today, they <laughs> announced a little more news. Um, some of this is pretty straightforward and easy. Um, there's going to be a female lead mm-hmm. who could be diverse. It could be a woman of color. Um, it's There will be an openly gay actor as one of the male leads as well. So I assume that means an openly gay character as well as actor. Mm-hmm. A female admiral. And here's the one that caught my eye. A male Klingon captain, a male advisor, a male admiral, and a British doctor. This series is rumored to take place ten years or so before the original TV series. Possibly during the Klingon Wars. That'd be cool. Okay, so um, there's there's a little thing about the Klingon Wars that... Some of it takes some fan continuity that you have to keep in mind, okay? Uh, but one of the battles during the Klingon War was the Battle of Axanar. <laughs> and uh, you can't tell me they didn't do this as a hey-go-fuck-yourself maneuver, <laughs> you know? Yo, they, uh, there's no yeah, there's no convincing me otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am... <laughs> First off, let me, let me just say, A... Kudos on having such a diverse-sounding cast. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it'll be a, a good thing to have a gay actor playing a gay character, because usually you get a gay actor playing a straight character or a straight actor playing a gay character. Very rarely, up to now, has it been both. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this series. I, I can't wait to see what we get. I guess it would also put it at about the same time as the original Star Trek episode, uh, The Cage, where Christopher Pike was the captain in the Enterprise that didn't get bought. Oh. Yeah, this is so, definitely cool. I'll definitely check this yeah. one out. Oh, yeah. No, um, I I think we'll, we may have to do, you know, a weekly episode while it's on where we talk about it or make sure we do a segment where we talk about it during our weeklies at that point. Oh, yeah. I need more time in the day to watch all these shows. Yeah, it's kind of coming to that. Well, you know, this this next season, I'm not watching Arrow unless The Flash does something to fix its continuity. Yeah, Arrow was one of the ones I dropped this year, Yeah, unfortunately. But I'm probably going to have to pick up uh, Legends of Tomorrow again. Uh, I'm I'm looking at it that way, So yes. we'll see. I mean, unless they string that along, and it's not until, like, the season finale that, that jazz, someone from the JSA shows up. And Well, you saw they cast uh, Stargirl, right? No, I didn't. Oh, you did. But that's awesome. Yes, they they cast Star Girl. Okay, that makes me feel better. Maybe I will watch this one. Damn it. So they're talking about Citizen Steel, Star Girl, obviously Hourman, 
Um, I can't remember if there were any other names. But, uh, yeah, they're going to have a pretty solid uh, JSA grouping. I wonder if um, Jay Garrick will be in it, the one uh, from Flash Show. Well, he's supposed to be from Earth 3, so it's going to oh, depend on... Be where the Earth they're coming from, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's going to depend on where they're coming from. That would from. be weird, another, you know, Jay Garrick from Earth 2 in a different actor. You could do I it, mean, I you guess. could. Yeah, you yeah. Do. I mean, you totally could, but I just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess, well, here's the question. Is John Wesley Shipp signed for next season? I haven't checked. Yeah, I guess that would be the... That's how you'd find out, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm, what else could he possibly be doing? Yeah. Yeah, hopefully they'll have, you know, m- more than just, like, the super obscure... I mean, I'm happy about Our Man. He's one of my faves. Mm-hmm. But they need... Well, I think Stargirl, I, I think a lot of people will recognize her because she did. She was in... They created that character during a time when a lot of comic books are still being sold every month. Yeah. So I think a lot of people will still know her or remember her. So you think Wildcat will be the, meet the Wildcat from Arrow? I don't know how that one would work. Yeah, they got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll just pretend it didn't happen. I'd yeah. be, I think I'd be okay with that, to be 100% honest. Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with it. Do you remember um, the JSA episode they did of Smallville? Yes. Maybe they should go dig up some of those guys. That yeah. would be that would be funny just as an inside joke. <laughs> oh, man. They looked so bad. But I was still yeah. super happy to see them. Yep. I was just stoked to see actual superheroes on a superhero show. Yeah. Dr. Fate would be awesome. Yeah. They didn't used to put superheroes on superhero shows. <laughs> no, right? Yeah. Now they're everywhere. Yep, thank God for yeah, that. And I couldn't be happier. Yep. Well, sure, we'll get some dog episodes here and there, but over, overall, we're doing pretty good. Oh, yeah, I can't complain too much. Exactly. Well, at least I'll try not to. There's plenty well, of people on the Internet doing that for me. Yep. Here's the thing. We can complain, but we can record ourselves complaining. That's true. <laughs> that is um, true. All right, so, yeah, um, I guess we better start wrapping this up so we don't run into the hour-and-a-half, two-hour category of this episode. <laughs> Uh, but we do have a, an interview with Cat Roberts to put on. It's kind of fun. And um, all right, Paul. So anything else you can think of? Nope, nope. Check out the movie. Make up your own minds. Hopefully, you didn't beat up on it too much. I did overall. I, I liked it. I just was slightly disappointed. That's all. Yeah, look, there were things. I understand what they're trying to do. They're going their own direction with it. I get why they're doing it too. Yeah. Because you can't have a Joker that is anything like Heath Ledger's. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. He did the right thing, and I'm totally fine with Joker. Yeah, they completely went a different direction. All right, Paul. Well, we're going to go ahead and switch over to Cat Roberts now, and uh, we will catch all you guys next week. All right, take care. All right. All right, cool. Let me end that real quick. Welcome back to Geekish Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I am joined today by Cat Roberts. How are you doing there, Cat? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you for uh, coming on. I actually really enjoy having you Star Trek Continue Peoples on. Oh, thank you. Uh, let's see. So you are my fifth Star Trek Continues person. Wow. I've had Vic, Todd, Chuck, James Kerwin, and now you. Wow, you're collecting us all. Well, that's kind of where I'm at now. I figured I've started the collection. I might as well just keep going. Might as well. We're like Pokemon. Got to catch them all. Ex- 
Exactly, exactly. Are you a Pokemon Go player? Yes, I am. I am level okay. 23. Holy cow. Go I just saw a story about somebody over in the Monterey Bay walked right off a cliff. That's not good. <laughs> it's not good, but it is kind of in a Wiley Coyote way sort of funny. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a fun game. I've been enjoying it, running around, finding new places, meeting new people. Yeah, no, actually, I haven't messed with it yet. My son is playing it, but I, I just haven't had... I don't know if it's time or interest yet, because I'm kind of waiting for them to come out with, like, the horror or zombie version uh-huh. of Pokemon Go, and then I'm on board. There you go. I'm not sure I'd want to catch a bunch of zombies, but... No, but I might want to run from oh, them. Oh, that'd work, too. Yeah. Be like the that, that, that would probably do it. Um, so we just came off of uh, San Diego Comic-Con and Star Trek Las Vegas. I and I believe you uh, you attended both. I did. I'm exhausted. <laughs> That's a lot. Those back-to-back or very nearly it back-to-back, was, it was sure felt like back-to-back, but I wasn't quite back-to-back. Okay. Well, like I already said, you're, you are involved in Star Trek Continues, and you play Lieutenant Palmer. Yep. Um, okay, so the character non-canonically has a name, but not they didn't ever say it on the show. Do you use the name Elizabeth? We do. We do use okay. the name Elizabeth, but you're right. It didn't come up in the show. Right. Not in the original not show. Not in the anyhow. original show, right. Well, so let me, let's, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll talk about Star Trek a little first and then kind of geeked them in general after that. Okay. But um, how long have you been a Star Trek fan? Uh, I've been a Star Trek fan since I was a kid. I watched the reruns with my dad all the time. Mm-hmm. So I've loved it since then, and I'm a big TOS person. So okay. although I've dabbled in other, and I do love the movies, I, I'm kind of a like TOS all the way. Yeah, I, I, it took me, let's see, four or five years before I watched Next Generation, and I stopped after that. I've tried I've tried a little bit more, but it just doesn't hook me. You know what's surprising? Deep Space Nine. So that's something someone turned me on to just last year. Because I mm-hmm. I I'd actually never even accidentally watched any of those. Like I'd watched a lot of um Next Gen because it was on oh, sure. and you know, and it, that was great. But uh Deep Space Nine is surprisingly good. And hold uh, so you've heard of Babylon five? Yes. Okay. So I was a Babylon 5 fan back in the day, and every time I've tried to watch Deep Space Nine, I go, oh, this is just like that episode of Babylon 5. <laughs> so I don't want to say I'm prejudiced against it, but I'm afraid I might be prejudiced right. against it. I'll watch out for Babylon 5, too, then. Yeah. Um, so let me, okay, so you've been pretty much your whole life then a Star Trek fan. Yep. And you kind of have taken, you, you do have other acting credits besides Star Trek Continues. I do. But but unlike other actors who also have a full-time job, you're not a waitress. Oh, well, you know, the doctor thing pays the bills a little bit better. I would I would think, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Um, do you have a particular area of specialty, specialties yeah. that you cover? Yes, I'm a musculoskeletal radiologist. So I I don't take the images, but I sit in my little dark oracle room with my lava lamp and a little music playing, and I look at the images and I tell the referring doctors what's wrong with their patients, and then they go fix them. Oh, yeah, that's... it's pretty nice, pretty sweet. And I do some uh, interventions as well. So when people have joints that hurt, I inject them with medications, and if they've got something growing in their bone that shouldn't be there, 
Uh, I sedate them and drill into their bone and get a piece of it so that they can figure out what it is before they have. Just like randomly while they're walking down the street, you like grab like, them and sedate them, or is this a pre-existing relationship? <laughs> yeah, they just uh, they get referred in, and okay. that's what then, then I take them. Because then you'd kind of like be the Batman of removing growths if you're just like randomly grabbing people. You're the second person who's called me Batman this week. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're gonna get called something, that's not a terrible thing. No, it really isn't. Yeah, God knows I've been called worse this week. <laughs> Um, so how did you get involved with Star Trek Continues? Oh, so this is uh, kind of pretty non-standard. It's, uh, I was given this walk-on role as a gift from my husband, really best gift ever. Remember, they awesome. did Kirk starters, and you could purchase a walk-on role. And so the very first time you saw me as Palmer was in Ferris of the Mall. And, you know, it, it made a lot of sense to have Palmer in the Mirror Universe because if you've actually read some of the, you know, the books, uh, like the David Mack books, uh, The Sorrows of Empire, you mm -hmm. see Palmer a lot more because, you know, when Kirk and Spock break, that's also a break with, you know, Uhura. So Palmer's the, the main communications officer in, in the Mirror Universe. So although I was just trundling around in the background, uh, I was named in the credits, and it turned out people had a little bit of nostalgia from TOS, and we're happy to see her back, and, you know, there it is. I'm still, I'm still around. Well, that's pretty cool. It was cool. It still is so, cool. Yeah, one of the things that I, my, I have noticed, and my wife really pointed out, so I can't remember what order it was, Star Trek Continues has, I mean, obviously with Michelle, they've created a fourth main player character that comes in quite a bit. Yes. But many of other female characters have been at least elevated to the level of Uhura. Yeah. Um, so it's been kind of nice to see female players given a slightly, and it's still not huge roles, but slightly bigger stage to play on in Star Trek. Is that is that the writing staff that's done that, or do you, what do you think? You know, I, I am not sure what that is, uh, other than the Star Trek universe is very... Uh, equitable, you mm -hmm. know, Uhura was always a, a major, you know, like, not major, but, you know, like, she was always a valued member of the team, and she went along just like anyone else went along and participated, and so I, I'm not surprised that women in the Star Trek universe would have just as big a role as the men would have on the team. Oh, yeah, and and that's always been the theory behind Star Trek, but Star Trek continues. You guys have actually done it. So That's probably going to be, you know, Vic, Vic and uh, James Kerwin do a lot of the writing. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, it's that's pretty cool that they actually took the time to do it. So how about your other acting uh, roles that you've done? Are they fan productions primarily, or do you have some... You know, I've, I've, I do, uh, you know, I've got the day job, which is, mm -hmm. you know, pretty much my focus. But I do love doing little bit parts in movies. So I am just happy as a clam if I can be in it and have a couple lines and I just go in and shoot for a day or two and I meet some people and have some fun. So just a, a few couple of movies here and there, a couple of additional fan films, uh, Star Trek Phase 2. I was in one of those, but I'm not sure if that one will ever be released. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, a couple other Star Trek fan films, one of which I think 
the Federation files will be released because it was finished before the guidelines came out. And another one they're going to have to rework because uh, it wasn't finished at the time the guidelines came out. So they're going to have to kind of do some shortening and splitting into two pieces. But uh, yeah, but it's and there. fun. And those I, I got to do uh, uh, Janice Rand, which did oh, okay. in the Redshirt Diaries. The Redshirt Diaries was great fun. Oh, did you did you see any of the Redshirt Diaries? You know what, I actually did, but I saw it, it was one of those things, I wish I had watched them all back to back, but that's not how I saw them. I saw like two or three, and then forgot about it for six, eight months, and then saw like a whole bunch at one time, and then saw the last two separately from everything else. Oh, so for me, yeah, the Red Shirt Diaries, you're right, it's kind of best watched, you know, first to end. Yeah. And it's a, it was a great way for me, because I, I started out as, as a fan. I, mean, I was just mm-hmm. talking to Ashley Robinson through Twitter, who plays Ensign uh, right. because I love I love the show and it helped me enjoy the original series episodes again from a different point of view. You know, she never inserts herself into the action. She's always, you know, it's what's still happening on the ship when those episodes happen, and that's how I came right. back and was Rand. Yeah, that was a really clever way that she did that, though. It was kind of like the outside character that yeah. you didn't see and her reaction to the thing. Absolutely. And it explains why you never see Rand after the series. She actually, she and Jason Inman finished the story. Because, you know, Grace Lee Whitney just sort of disappears. <laughs> and just yeah, won't see her again. And there's no explanation. So they uh, they made a storyline explanation of why why Rand was gone. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And you got to see that Rand. Yeah. That's that's one of the things I found to be interesting with the Star Trek fan film community is like when you watch it, you're like, oh, you, when you go back, you watch it. Else, I didn't realize that was this person from that fan <laughs> film. That that. So that's that's something to always kind of keep an eye out for. We're all super fans, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. help each other. Well, yeah, and that's kind of cool. I mean, it's um, I'm, I don't want to spend too much time on it. It's kind of a shame that somebody went and. Uh, I, I believe you call it taking a shit in the punch bowl for everybody else, but um, <laughs> we don't need to yeah, focus on that. Yeah, I get it. But it, it, it is CBS's no. intellectual property, and oh, we're uh, yeah. incredibly thankful for their tolerance for so many years. So that yeah, is, I mean, it, that's absolutely theirs. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a little a little thing with you real quick. When I was first, I, see, I interviewed Larry Nemechek a couple times when I started off. And Larry, you know, he said, oh, yeah, you, you know, try to get a hold of the Star Trek Continues guys. They're all pretty cool. So when I was first getting ready to interview Vic, I was thinking, what kind of guy makes a Star Trek series so they can play uh, Captain <laughs> You know, I'm thinking, this guy is going to be a prima donna. Oh, Yet, oh. I was so pleasantly surprised oh, with, yeah. with everybody I've dealt with so far. Oh. Oh, just great people. Uh, Chuck Huber seems like he'd be a handful, though. Well, Chuck, Chuck. I would not say he's a handful, but he is he is he is extremely entertaining. Yes. And he can almost change his entire like persona in a second. It's incredible. Not just change his voice, but it, it's almost like he can turn into different people. He's such an amazing actor. But um, lots of energy from everyone as you can possibly uh, you know imagine. Yes, absolutely came across that way with each and every one of them. Um, talking to Todd, was one, that was one of those times I wish I actually knew more about acting. Because I'd ask a question, and he would give this deep, thoughtful answer, and I'm like, 
oh, I just want to know if Spock was, like, cool or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. No, all of them are they're just incredible. And it's really incredible that everyone donates so much to the production. So, I mean, this is not, I don't get a penny. This is, I pay my flight, I'm paying my hotel room, paying for my dinners. This, right. You know, you indirectly pay for time off work. It's just this unbelievable labor of love, and they're really long days, but it, it's, it's, it's really meaningful. And the feedback that they, Star Trek Continues gets back from the fans is just incredible, because they really touch on some deep subjects. Yes, this newest episode, and of course, I'm, I'm, my mind is on other things, so I don't actually have the name in front of me. Just come um, not between the dragons, the violence, the... Yes. That was a very heavy yeah, topic to tap. Yeah, um, I don't want to give away too much about it, but it was a very heavy topic handled in a very delicate yet thoughtful way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was come not between dragons. Yes, that was yes. the name, right? Yeah. So if anybody's listening, you haven't watched it, go check it out. It's definitely worth watching. Um, okay. So, but when it comes to fandom, you're not all about Star Trek, are you? Oh gosh, no, I'm not all about Star Trek. Uh... Yeah. I've got uh, yeah, Ghostbuster uh, proton packs hanging up on my wall to my left here. Nice. So, yeah, full, I've got full-on Ghostbuster jumpsuits. And, you know, I love I love Star Wars, too. So, you know, I've got, like, a Padme Leia or, a, you know, Padme Amidala outfits. And um, there's all, all kinds of stuff I like. <laughs> Firefly. Oh, so, yeah, you're Bell definitely Galactica. During convention season. Then. Oh, yeah, that's why I love the cons. Yes. Um, Jurassic Park has been a new, really fun thing. Um, I've got a whole Jurassic Park Jeep replica. So that's been fun to run around in. Really? Yeah. That's kind of wild. Yeah, crazy. Oh, wow. Is that something that was custom made, or did you find it for sale? So, oh, okay. So I was at my dad's house, and my dad had um, this, it's like a big Jeep Grand Cherokee. He died forever. It's perfect condition. And he had bought a new car, and he's like, do you want it? What am I going to do with this? And so we started driving away, and I was with my husband. He's like, we got to get that car. And I was like, why? He's like, we can make a Jurassic Park Jeep. So we go back, and we take the car. And my husband spends over 200 hours hand-painting. He learns how to paint cars, gets all the stuff, you know, and hand-paints the Jeep. Which That's dedication. Fantastic. So we're just like, there's still pictures from the movie taped up all around the garage and a friend wow. of ours prints large format decals. So our friend did the big hood and side lettering, but all the rest of the drippy colors uh, he did by hand. And it is impressive. We get lots, That's we get lots of smiles driving around. I would imagine. Does, is, does your husband do something artistic for a living or is that just like a hobby for him? Uh, he's a, he's a house husband. Your husband's a very lucky man. <laughs> house husband. You get a you get a, a wife who has, makes a good living, lets you have a Jurassic Park car, and then drags you around to conventions. He's got to be a very happy guy. Oh, uh, I think so. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If not, he should be flawed. <laughs> I'm going to tell him that. Yeah. Well, I would write that down somewhere and just bring flawed. it up on occasion. It's like, look, somebody has said this out loud. Flawed. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Too funny. I, I try sometimes. Oh. I try. You have a very eye-catching Twitter picture, and that was, I think, like how I decided to go back and rewatch Star Trek Continues. 
Because I think for guys my age who were fans of Star Trek, the Mirror Universe outfit oh. uh, probably brought on an early puberty in one or two people. <laughs> you know, I, I'm guessing. I'm not a medical professional. I can't say for sure. So I, I have a story about that. So I didn't know what that episode was. Remember, at that point, I'm a donor. So I got contacted by one of their staff who said, we've got these shoot dates. Um, you're welcome to come out at this one. Um, or you can choose a later one. But um, we need to tell you that your, uh, what you will be wearing is more revealing than a standard Starfleet uniform. And I was like, huh. And um, I actually went to my, the CEO of my hospital because I didn't want to get fired for doing oh, yeah. stuff. And I, and, and I, I had kind of guessed what it was because actually the wording was all of the female Starfleet characters will be wearing a uniform that's more revealing than the standard uniform. And I was like, well, that's the Mary Universe. Like, what else are we all wearing? Uh, unless we've all been beamed somewhere and they've put us in slave girl outfits. I didn't know what, but I, I checked with my CEO and he was, he was fine with this because, you know, it's Star Trek. It's not something. <laughs> yeah. <there's... laughs> it's like, you can't get that crazy. It's Star Trek. But, well, I don't know. You go back and watch some old episodes ooh, of Star Trek. There was nothing but tape holding up a few boy, of girls. Some out. of those outfits were fantastic, right? Gamesters of Triskelion. Yeah. Uh, made out of Mylar balloons. I don't know what that was. Yeah, that, that was that was crazy looking. Um, yeah, because, I mean, some of those outfits, I'm surprised they even got onto TV back in the day. It was the 60s, man. Yeah, but, I mean, you got to figure, that was just the first time a black woman had kissed a white man on television, let alone shown a belly button on TV, you know? Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And on one of those Muds women, um, the one that was a Playboy model, I guess there was, she kept having a, a, a uniform malfunction. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing, I'm, a few years later was, or about the same time, I Dream of Jeannie came out. Yeah. And they were like, Barbara Eden cannot show her belly button. Period. Just, no. Uh, they won't let sexy. her. Too sexy. Well, yeah. Lose their mind. Mind blown. Belly button. Whoa. The whole, all, all of uh, human civilization will come crashing down if Barbara Eden shows her belly button yeah. on TV. But anyways, I, when I walked on set and I saw a gold sash hanging over a chair, I was like, yes! Mirror Universe! I'll tell you, they could not be more perfect. I love it. So is that one of your favorite episodes then? It is, um, but I really do love "For the World Is Hollow" and I've touched the sky. It's the it's uh it's really a lot about bones, and we don't get to know him in very much depth in other very, episodes. Very, very good point. Maybe it's because yeah. I'm a doctor. I don't know. I liked it when I was a kid too. Um, do you think it's because he's a doctor, or do you think it, it's because his uh, human side comes through and his passionate side for humanism comes through so strong? Well, I never thought about it like that, but that's. That may well be. Yeah. Because, I mean, at, when you're a little boy, or when I was a little boy, I, and I think most are the same way, you want to be Jim Kirk. That's, like, who you want to be. But I think as you kind of broaden and grow older and more um, thoughtful about things, you aspire to be more like a Leonard McCoy. At least that's been my experience with people and myself. You know, you want to be that thoughtful and that worried about other people, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a wimp in my old age. No, I think that, that, that's, that is very nice. And probably very true. At least I hope so. Yes. <laughs> so the last time I watched your guys' fairest of them all, I actually watched it right after Mirror Mirror. Oh, that's the perfect way to do it. Yes. Isn't yeah. Asia DeMarco's perfect? 
that okay so there's yes she is uncanny almost spooky when you first see her it was so spooky on set i mean it was like i kept turning around and i was like people are gonna go crazy for you it just looked exactly like her that was um, such a dead ringer for barbara luna Uh i have to tell you though when i first watched an episode and i don't remember which one it was of star trek continues i almost fell out of my chair when scotty came on because a i didn't know you didn't know it was I didn't know it was me, Chris, doing. Uh, So when I first saw him, I was like, holy cow, look, that is, it's like looking at a ghost. Then I went and looked it up, and I'm like, oh, well, it is looking at a ghost. No wonder it's such a, I'm just like, dead ringer, you know? Yeah. Um, Of course, I made him easier to spot in uh, Star Trek 2009 the next time I watched it, too. Boy, it's fast. Yeah. It's fast. Yeah, you really got to look for it. You really got to look for it. I thought that was wonderful that they keep, including Chris in the movies. Now, he yeah. wouldn't, they couldn't, they wanted him in the last movie, but couldn't do it because, again, they keep filming up in Canada. And although I think Chris still has a Canadian passport or something, or Jules said, I don't know what he has, but it wasn't enough because if you're a minor character, you have to be have a Canadian work visa or something like that. Yeah, actually, Canada is very protectionist of their artistic people. Mm-hmm. So did you see Star Trek Beyond? Yes. Okay, okay, so let me ask you now. Yes. What, what was your general impression I loved of that? It. Now, so right now my thinking is, and I don't know if it's the newness, out of the three Kelvin timeline movies, it's my favorite. Really? Yes. Now, oh. it could be because I just saw it and I'm still, you know, got it swimming in my head. Maybe after I watch it five or six times, it won't be. But there's how did mm-hmm. that's I don't know. There's so much in each one that I love. I'm not sure I can choose. You know, I'd be like choosing between the kids. Well, see, with Inner Darkness, I loved it when I saw it in the theater. Uh-huh. And then the more I saw it, the more I was like, oh, if I could just cut out some of these scenes. Because Cumberbatch, I bought him as Khan. Absolutely. Which is crazy, because when they first announced it, I was thinking, oh, it's not really Macar- Ricardo Montalban. Yeah. But that was, that was one of the things, though. Montalban, Montalban was a physically intimidating yeah. man. He was a large man, and I believe seeing him on screen that if he grabbed a guy by the throat, he could, like, snap the neck and walk yes. off. No problem. Yeah. This one, um, his presence was strong, but he didn't look quite as powerful. But they had the fight scenes to, like, go, aha, see, he can't kick can. the guy across. Oh, I thought he was, he was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, but it was one that did not age well for me. No, it still, still aged well for me. Yeah, that's good. That's no, I'm glad to hear that because I think a lot of what happened to me was all my friends pissing on it constantly until I was like, "Well, maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know." Oh, I like it. I really like it. Um, so, what did you think of uh, Force Awakens? Uh, well, I I loved it. It was a bit. It was a bit like Star Trek IV, mm-hmm. storyline-ish. <laughs> okay, a lot like it. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I mean, who doesn't love BB-8? And I, I'm excited for the new characters. And Rogue One is going to come out when? That's in December. I don't December. remember the day though. And I cannot wait for that because the rumor is Darth Vader is going to just kick a whole pile of ass oh, at the end of that. Movie. Really? Oh, I am yes, that. Yes. That's what they're saying. Is that his? They've. The word that I heard used was brutal, but I don't remember the phrasing they used, uh-huh. that Darth Vader was going to be absolutely brutal in this. Because apparently, and I hope this isn't a spoiler for anybody, 
This movie ends 10 minutes before A New Hope begins. Really? That's the rumor I've heard. I had not heard that, but that would be, that makes it even more interesting. I thought it was just, you know, some time and wave some hands and, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, because what they're they're calling it, it's kind of like the Dirty Dozen in the Star Wars universe. And so I'm pretty excited to see it. Oh, yeah, me too. I'll be on it. And, And you saw Suicide Squad? Yes, I did. So let me, well, before we get to that one, what did you think of Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman? Uh, I haven't watched all of it. Oh, no? No. Okay. (laughs) Well, Batman vs. Superman, then? Only watch the uncut edition. Don't watch the other one. Okay. It's, and and watch it in maybe two or three bites. It's very long. Okay. Very long movie. Okay. Uh, Suicide Squad. So I was on the fence about Jared Leto as the Joker. Mm -hmm. I think I'm sold now. Oh, good. Think I'm sold now. There are a few things you have to take as part of the conceit, and it's that he's more like an MTV rap gangster than he is a old school <laughs> gangster type. Okay. And then I read a thing today because everybody's made a big deal about the tattoos and the grill, right. right? So it's not said in the movie. It's said by the writer director David Ayers that after the Joker murdered Robin. Batman beat him so viciously it knocked all his teeth out. And that's why he has the grill. Oh. It's like, well, see, maybe maybe a little line of dialogue that put that in there might be might be something that explains it and lets you hold on to it. But when you take that into account that he's supposed to be more like a Rick Ross than an Al Capone, the character definitely worked. That's nice. I'm excited to see Harley Quinn. And I, I'm embarrassed, but I would tell you, it was only this year that I found out that Harley Quinn was actually a doctor, so I like her even more. Oh, yeah, I imagine that that would be yeah, kind of a I don't know why. Before. They do a nice job of explaining that, Oh, too. do they? Okay, good. Yeah, it's, it's very brief, um, but they come back to it two or three times where they do it, because, well, I'm not going to okay. over-explain okay. it. it. It does ring true for the character. Good. It does hold to the animated series tradition. I think the movie is. I think the movie overall is pretty good. I can see why somebody gave it bad marks, though, if you know what I mean. Yeah. If not everybody can please everybody all the time. Not sure can't, but I'm still excited to see it, and I will run out there and see it. Yeah. At some point. Oh yeah, all right, go check it out. It was, I I thought it was pretty fun. I did. Um, I'm a giant DC fan though, so you have to try pretty hard to lose me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta yeah. make you gotta make like a Green Lantern level stinker. Oh. Not to not to stick with. Hey, it. I kind of like the Green Lantern movie. <laughs> you know, I have yet to cool. find a woman. Well, I was gonna say I have yet to find a woman that doesn't like a Ryan Reynolds movie oh, ever. Fine, so. fine. <laughs> no, he did have a cool car in that movie. He though. had a cool car. So, uh, anything else coming up this year you're still excited about? Or oh, you, uh, you know, next uh, next month I'm going to pop out to L.A. for a weekend and do another little bit part in something called Personal Space. So I I really like the premise of this. It's um, so I'm a I'm I'm one of the crew members on a ship that's on a, a generational long voyage out into space. Sure. So as one of the people on the ship, um, you know, obviously you have to live with kind of a small number of people and there are all kinds of these interactions. So uh, the crew members talk to the computer as a like as therapy. Right. Except what they don't realize is that their therapy sessions 
are being broadcast back to Earth as, as a reality TV show. So it, it really looks clever. It looks that, really, really clever. So I'm that super excited. That sounds really smart. Yeah, that, that sounds really good. I'm super excited to go out there and play a, play a little bit part on the crew as part of the crew. Well, that, that actually does. Doesn't that sound clever? Yeah. yeah. Does. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Are you going to um, uh, the con in Utah that everybody yeah. in your crew? Yes. Yeah. So Salt Lake City Comic Con is September 2nd, Friday, September 2nd, and that will be the premiere of Star Trek Continues Episode 7, Embrace the Winds. Almost sounds like a fart joke, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, almost. come on, man. No, I said almost, almost. <laughs> really good. I haven't, and I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Are you in this one? Yes. Okay. So I'm in I'm in um, episodes three, four, six, and seven. All right. So I'll have to go back and rewatch with an eye on that now. Oh, <laughs> where is she? Yeah. Well, because you know what, I I actually I watched every episode back to back the weekend before I talked to Vic. Uh-huh. But I have not gone back and rewatch. And I watched them like a film student, where I'm like. The whole time, just taking notes and just like, okay, 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 okay. but just watching the the, the big picture. Right, of it. right. So I need to like sit down and watch them to enjoy them again. Right so. now. Well, you uh, you've talked to Vic and James, but I mean, when they are on set, my gosh, they have every single TOS episode on an iPad, and there are extensive discussions about exactly how the light is and exactly what shade of purple the light is and. Uh, we probably had a 20-minute, well, I wasn't part of it. There was probably a 20-minute discussion about which ear my communicator goes in because Lieutenant Palmer wears it, and they knew which one it was. It was like she wears it in her left ear in Doomsday Machine, and then she wears it in her right ear in Return to Eden. So they had to think about that and come up with a whole story about how why she switches ears and then – in following that whole arc, um, why is it in which ear it's in right now? <laughs> which is, I mean, and that's the level of detail they go into. Which ear, and, and to even know which ear she had it in to start with. It's, no, actually, the look of the show is pretty amazing. It, it looks dead on yeah. to the old TV show. Oh, oh absolutely. They, yeah, they, the lighting falls the right way. The shadows yeah. fall the right way. Somehow you guys even get a graininess to the film. That's, that, that's intentional and done in post. And yeah, make it that it's, way. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing the just the level of detail that have gone into that. All right, so I've got one tough question for you. Okay. And it's it's okay to say I don't know or I can't tell you. Okay. Because the last time I asked it, I think Vic might have threatened somebody. No, that would be no Okay, so episode eight. Yeah. Are we ever going to get to see episode eight? Well, I can tell you that the episodes that the the uh, fundraising raised money for will be filmed. So okay. that money will be used in the way it was meant to be used. Because, oh, ima- imagine that. Too. Well, well, I mean, they, they, these people have a lot of integrity. It's not practical to give the money back, and it is going to go to film those episodes. They will be filmed. But what happens to them is at the 100% discretion of CBS. So they may say, 
these never see the light of day and they will never see the light of day. They may say maybe the donors can see them, then maybe only the donors, the people who paid for them can see them or, you know, donated. You know, or maybe they'll, I, no one knows. And I bet it would change on a whim based on what the lawsuit is doing. So at the moment, they are continuing to do what they promised to do, but you may never, ever see them. Okay, well, that's a fair answer, but the intention is to make them. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going out there in a few weeks. Oh, awesome. So they're, that's, and that's not a secret. Vic has, since he talked to you, he has said we will do exactly what we promised to do. Yeah, well, and that's been a, that was a little while back when I spoke to him, yeah. so there were, I'm sure, a lot more questions yeah. about what, yeah. yeah. You know, when exactly does Paramount send out the guys with the sledgehammers and baseball bats? Right. And, yeah. and, and we have a firm end date where there will absolutely, if we don't get these done by a certain time, then, you know, that's going to be, but we will get them done. Like, there is already a, a firm shoot schedule, and it will not extend beyond a certain date, and there will be no more, period. Well, Kat, I think that covers all my questions. Well, I I just I really appreciate you having me on, and thank you for your interest in Star Trek Continues. Certainly, I have feel I I, I I feel and have felt very privileged to be a part of it, and I'm glad that everyone, you know, sees the value and and enjoys it as much as we do. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. You guys do a great job. Um, I know that one of the ideas behind it was that you were going to, you guys were going to make a show that looked professional quality, and I think you have succeeded across the board. So it's it's fantastic. Well, the, the people who run it have succeeded. I'm just sort of along. I'm along for the ride, and I'm happy they right, let but, me play in the sandbox. Okay. I, I think that'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. wait, I did have one more question. Oh, yeah. I almost got past me. Okay. Um, so uh, I dated Fabio. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I but, did um, not date Fabio, but that is. Have you ever made a login name or a username where it was just you never thought you'd use it, but you know it's just like whatever you're thinking about at that second. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a TV show called Average Joe. I don't know if you remember it, but it was several seasons, and this was Average Joe Hawaii. I just finished watching it, and it basically they have one woman, and they have uh, a group of really nice guys you know, that are just normal guys. And then they have a group of guys that are kind of like jerks, but they're super, super good looking. And so they keep whittling them down. And then at the very end, there's, there's, there's one average Joe. And then there's one super good looking guy who's kind of a jerk. And the whole season, okay, the woman that's on it has this big secret. And you don't know what it is. You know, is she a man? You know, is she dying? What, what could the secret be? And she picks the wrong guy. Of course, she picks the really good-looking guy who's a jerk. And she tells him her horrible, horrible secret, which is, I dated Fabio. At which point, he has to have long walks on the beach and is so distraught, and he winds up dumping her. And I was just thought that was the stupidest thing I had ever heard. Who cares if someone dated Fabio? And okay. the next day, I made a, twi- a Twitter thing, and it was, I dated Fabio. I don't... Here's the weird thing. I none of that was ringing a bell. Okay. Until you said that she had like a secret, and then all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh god, this is like 2006, 2007, somewhere around there, and it 
and then all of a sudden, like, I remember that, and I remember the shots of the guy, like, walking, walking around, like, deep in thought, yeah, deep in thought, like, can I get over her dating Fabio? Who cares? Yeah. Right, but now it's so catchy that I haven't switched it, because everyone remembers it, and they probably, oh, yeah. and they probably just think I'm really shallow and tragic, and think I actually, you know, have my center of self because of who I dated, but it actually has nothing to do with that, so thank you for, thank you for letting me explain that. But yeah, well, you want to um, find me on Twitter? I dated Fabio. You want to find me on Pokemon Go? I dated Fabio. It's never taken. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's never taken. That really is. Well, because no, because again, like I like I said before, I first talked to Vic. I was expecting him to be kind of a prima donna, and before really having you and I talked back and forth a little bit on Twitter yeah. trying to set this up, and and when I first contacted you, I'm like, huh? What up with that? I I dated Fabio, huh? Okay. okay. Good for you. All right. And then, you know, it's always nice to to see that you're not a big old Fabio dater. Well, you know, very handsome man. But. I'm I'm sure, you know, in the 90s, he drew a large crowd <laughs> to books that, yeah. I don't know. He's on the cover of chicks, all those romance yeah. novels. Chicks, chicks dig his hair and stuff, so there you I go. I did actually meet someone who had a friend who dated Fabio, so she told me all kinds of funny stories. So. Oh, <laughs> But I have never actually even met him. Anything coming up that you want to just throw out a website address for? Anything you want to promote real quick? Well, you know, if if you want to, I'm not on Facebook. I'm like the only person on the planet not on Facebook. So I'm not on Facebook. But if you want to see what's going on, uh, Twitter. I dated Fabio. And then I'm usually doing things with Star Trek Continues. So if you follow at Trek Continues and uh, StarTrekContinues.com, then you can find all of that good stuff. Looking forward to the episode seven premiere, September second. That should be fun. Yeah, I can't wait to see that episode. So, Cat, thank you for coming on. I do appreciate it. If anybody's looking for me in the meantime, you can find me at geekishcast.com. Or I'm on Facebook at facebook.com/geekishcast, and I tweet from at the geekishcast. Cat, I do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, man. It was a pleasure. My pleasure entirely. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.